welcome to another episode of Stress Bucket Solutions with me, Jin Lally. I hope you've been enjoying this season so far. I hope you've been enjoying my podcast so far. If you've got this far, hopefully you are, you know, just listening to it under torture or something. Um, I love recording it. I think I cannot say this enough. So I'm, I'm really focusing on it a lot right now since after my holiday, you know, I really want to get loads and loads of episodes out there. I'm going to go back to short interviews, maybe in the, short interviews, sorry, short episodes in the next season. Um, some more of my ramblings now and again, but this season is all about client interviews. Today's interview is from a client, Stuart. Thank you, Stuart, for doing this. Now, um, I really wanted more male voices on my interviews. I see a lot of male clients. For some reason, they're reluctant to do a podcast interview at the end. <laughs> so I don't know what it is with you guys. Come on. Okay. Um, I, they'd be all shy or something by the end. But, you know, I'm changing a lot of men's lives. And now, so talking about, you know, this, this plays on men don't talk about their mental health. You know, I totally disagree with that. Men do. What men want is a solution. And so solution-focused therapy really appeals to them. The reason they put off therapy, and this is also for women who are, you know, like me, a bit more logically-minded, we would say. We'd put ourselves in that category. Logically-minded, pragmatic, you know, if you've got that kind of personality, which males tend to be more, and the females I see are all like that as well, you know, that's the appeal of solution-focused work. We're not going over your problems. It's very pragmatic. It's very forward-thinking, very practical, right? I just want to feel better. I know what's going on. I've got a past, but I don't want to indulge in that past. I don't want to wallow in that. I know what's going on. I'm absolutely fed up of how I'm feeling, and I want to feel better. So like I say, I see a lot of male clients. Um, often it, over 50% of my clients are males at any one time. Um, but there is definitely a 50-50 split, at least on average, if I go back through my years, yeah, 50-50 split easily, if not occasionally a few more males and females. But like I said, the females I see have sort of got that mindset, I want to get better, I don't want to wallow, I don't want sympathy, it's not a victim mentality. So, and, and that's what I look for when I, I first chat to you. So when um, Stuart first came on board with me, you'll hear his story in a moment. He he loved the sound of solution-focused work. He was like, all right, this is what I need, Jen. This this is it. Um, so yeah, I want to feel better. I'm absolutely, <coughs> excuse me, I'm absolutely fed up. Uh, it's affecting my family. It's affecting my work. I need to get this back on track and as soon as possible as well. You know, this has been going on way too long. You'll hear the changes he made were so quick. He really started noticing differences. Listen out for when he said like after one session in the evening he was going out, he felt immediately better about going out. And the, the really lovely thing, I want you to listen out for this because I've used this, I've used, I'll let Stuart know, anonymously, I used Stuart's example with a few other clients where he said one day he went out and he was doing his jobs like, dropping his little boy off at nursery and he had to pop in and pick up some lunch and then go to Tesco's and he said to me oh Jill like everyone was so positive today like it's like everyone's feeling good and he stopped himself and he went um oh Jill I think it was me <laughs> you know in that well actually I think I'm putting out good vibes and that's why everyone's positive with me hear his story on that I ask him that question I ask him to remind us of, of that day and it was like the penny dropped that if he feels good, the world feels good back at him. And this is, if you want to call it 
you know, a lot of people call it manifestation and the universe and all that. You can call it that. I don't mind what you call it, but this is what it is. If you feel good, you're going to get good back. If you feel bad and you are, you have shut down, you're not looking very good, you're not going to get it back. It starts with you. If you want to change your world, it starts with you. Listen to what Stuart says about that, that day, that example. And I've used that with many clients since then that, you know, have said, oh, you know, I've got another client that, you know, this happened. Can you see how? It's such a brilliant practical example. Can you see how? If you feel good, it, everything will be good. You know, we're not, again, we're not going to make your problems disappear, but you're going to feel a bit more optimistic. You're going to feel a little bit more positive. You're going to see the good in the world as well. And it's all those little things. These are our positive interactions. We don't have to see our best friend all the time and have a big party to have an interaction. Those micro interactions at Tesco's, at the school gates, going, popping in somewhere and buying your lunch, they're all micro interactions that are very, very positive. If you are positive as well, so you've got to put it out there. So listen out for that. That's, you know, just one of my favorite stories. It's a little thing, but it's a big thing as well, isn't it? If you think about it. So Stuart, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for sharing your story and, and giving up your time to do this. I hope everyone enjoys hearing about Stuart's story. And if you are someone who likes the sound of solution focused work, if you've got a question, send me a question, ask the question, put it up on my social media uh, in a comments. I'm sure there'd be 20 other people wanting to know the answer to that question as well listen to the podcast. Thank you so much for everyone who supported me reading my book as well. I'm still getting reviews for that. That's absolutely fantastic. But here's an interview with a client who went, who was on my 10 week program and just made changes so quickly. And in Stuart's words, has changed his life and changed his perspective on life as well. Uh, Take it away, Stuart. Here, Here we go for the interview. Hi, Stuart. Thank you so much for agreeing to do this podcast recording because it's really valuable to other people who are maybe thinking about solution-focused work to hear things from your point of view. Obviously, I'm a huge advocate of solution-focused work, but it's different uh, when I say it. It's very different when you say it. So why don't you just introduce yourself so people can hear your lovely accent as well <laughs> and yeah. tell tell us a little bit about yourself. So I, I'm Stuart. Um, I live in Edinburgh. Um, Scotland. I'm in my late 30s, um, have a full-time job, a creative role, so I lead a creative team, um, do lots of filming and, and photography, and I've been doing that now for coming up eight and a half years, um, and I studied sort of media and, and things originally, and I've always sort of worked in that that area. I have a young um, family at home, I've got a four-year-old boy, um, who keeps me very much on my toes um, and live here with him and my my wife. Um, Lovely. For, we're actually coming up next month to our 20 years since our first date. We met on the first day of university. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. You don't look old enough, Stuart. <laughs> we were both, um, yeah, we were both 18, I think. Or 19, wow. So given, yeah, giving away my age there. But um, yeah, so um, yeah, we were very sort of happy and settled. I didn't but, know that. That's brilliant. Congratulations. 20 years. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. What an achievement. So let's take you back to a few months ago. Let me have a look here. Where were we? We were um, May. So we're in September now. So in May, describe the issues you had when 
what was going on and the impact it was having on your life at that time? Um, yeah, I'd, I mean, maybe jumping back slightly to how I sort of think I kind of got to where I was, um, I was somebody who'd kind of always had sort of stressful things going on. Um, I'd had been a, I'd been a carer for my mum for like quite a number of years um, and she, she passed away last October, um, which was quite a sort of large stressful event. I think the kind of six months or so after that, um, you know, I thought I felt okay in myself, but I was, I was just really, I was just struggling. I think, as I described it to you at the time, it was just like, I kind of didn't have a lot of control, I think over my kind of emotions and feelings and, and, and thoughts, um, quite a lot of anger sort of bubbling up, not, not, not necessarily coming out, um, in outbursts at sort of people or anything, but feeling very angry and frustrated in myself, um, and sort of the day-to-day situation and that I just leading me to be I was just I'm feeling quite unhappy day to day. Um wasn't that I was I didn't feel I identified with a depression as such as I was struggling to get out of bed or anything like that, but um mm-hmm. I was just not feeling myself at all. Um yeah. yeah, big lack of control, a lot of frustration, um and a lot of unhappiness really. Yeah. A lot of people say that I wasn't feeling myself. Yeah. So you you know that something's not right. It's hard to describe sometimes, isn't it? What impact was this having on your friends, your family, your little boy? Could Is that something that gave you the onus to do something about it? Or was it something that you absolutely knew you had to yourself? Because you see an impact spreading. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I was not making life difficult for, or sorry, I was not making life easy for my family at home at the time, mm. don't. I don't think, and that was kind of adding to this kind of cycle of feeling frustrated because I didn't feel in control of how I was feeling and my, you know, my mood and my attitude to things was obviously having a knock-on impact to the family in the house. Um, I was definitely not seeing friends um, as often as I used to, um, mm-hmm. probably quite a few more situation, you know, social situations than I maybe would have done previously. Um, it was more appealing to not go to do social things and to sort of avoid them um and i think now reflecting on it in a lot of situations not feeling very present um, and again getting frustrated at myself because i couldn't not feel like i was being present with my son a lot of the time when we were playing and things or always kind of thinking ahead to the next thing i had to to do when he went to bed say in an evening rather than kind of spend time playing with him or doing you know what he wanted to do um so yeah i mean that it was kind of led me to a point where I really kind of wanted to look at options or or help to try and improve that. Mm. And it's such a vicious circle, isn't it? Those things that you know are good for you that you should be doing when you can't focus and concentrate on those, you get even more frustrated and angry and it creates more anxiety. It's a real vicious circle, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's a a complete loop that I was stuck in. Um, And you're often like so tired by the time you get, an evening you just want to go you know you just want to go to bed early and then my wife wants to spend time with me or do something it gets like nine o'clock and I'm just I just want that day to end and yeah. I'm, I'm tired and I'm fed up and I'm just you know oversleeping and trying to or taking myself away yeah evenings and all that kind of stuff um yeah it was having quite a negative impact yeah. so we we started sessions I know I came recommended through someone uh, at your workplace uh, as well but I, I, I don't know I 
can't remember if I ever asked you. I did some talks at your workplace as well. I don't know. Did you ever see any of those? Yeah, I think it would have been kind of pre twenty twenty. Yeah, it was before the lockdown. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it was a big, it was a big sort of conference hall. Um, yeah. So I do remember seeing that. Yeah. 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 Um, but at that time, I guess, you know, you were doing OK. So it's a lockdown had a, a generally a huge effect on lots of people anyway. Yeah. So well, you you, you kind of knew what I was about uh, as well. So that made things, that, I guess, a little bit easier when my name was mentioned again for you. Yeah, definitely. There was a reference point and I, and I remember that and I remember it being a interesting talk at the time. But it was... I was in a yeah, I was in a very different place then. So yeah, I was I remember you doing the talk at the conference, but you know, there was never a thought of that's somebody I'll Yes. Do. Of course. Or, yeah. or well that's interesting. I'll I'll probably never hear about that again. Um yeah, yeah. but that's certainly when it, it you came up as a recommendation from somebody at work. Um I was kind of yeah, I remembered um bits and pieces of what you talked about then yeah. and certainly was familiar. So. Yeah. So um we started sessions and um how soon into the sessions did you notice a difference and what were those differences um i think i can't remember the exact week maybe three or four i can't remember the exact week um okay. but i remember specifically i think i had friends coming around who were going to a concert that night um and we'd done our session maybe in the middle of the afternoon or whatever um you know, going through the process of that. And then I just remember, I remember distinctly the, the friends being around and I just, I felt very elated um, and just really kind of quite sort of high on life and yeah. everything I'd been missing for, or, you know, thought I kind of had been missing for so long with this kind of, you know, I was sort of focused on them. I was really enjoying myself. We went to this, um, to see this gig and we were sort of bumping into people we hadn't seen in a while. It's sort of a group of friends and I, I kind of felt very, I just sort of felt confident. I suppose just felt relaxed and in yeah. control and all the things I maybe yeah. thought I lost. And that, um, you know, and that lasted at the time for a sort of day or so. And then maybe the kind of effects of that wore off. But I think that was the first time from our sessions I was like, oh, right, wow, this is really good yeah. change. Um, I remember, change. yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah, you, you did really well. And that sort of gave you some hope as well that this is working, those touch points of, yeah, I can feel myself coming back. And that was something you always like to do, go out and see your friends and, and you were pushing yourself to do it. I remember that session that day and you were saying that it was one of your good things that you were kind of looking forward to it. You were a bit apprehensive, but you said, well, we're going out for a gig tonight and I'm going to see my friends and I hope it'll be all okay. And the following week you were just totally elated with it. You said you had a really good time. Yeah, I just had it and it was, it was a, and you know, in reflection, a pretty normal night out with friends. Um, but it was just, it, I just really enjoyed it. And I think it was the sort of thing prior to that I would, I would have considered cancelling at some point. I would have, yeah. of, I would have thought, oh, maybe I'll just say I'm not feeling great or something's come up or, um, yeah, I, yeah. So it was, it was a big success kind of point in yeah. the journey. Great. So um, were you sceptical? So we were talking um, just before we came on this call that, you know, it, everyone knows the way I do solution-focused work and, and solution-focused work in general, it's not about going over your past and going over your problems. And I was very clear with that 
with you right from the beginning, especially because you'd had a bereavement. And I wanted to explain to you, we won't go over that. We can talk about grief and the process of grief, but I don't want to start pulling apart any of your past to make you relive it. And a lot of people have that impression that, you know, going to therapy is about trying to find the root cause of something. But for me and a lot of my clients, I think, you know, there's so often no root cause. It's just life has got on top of you and you're not feeling yourself and you want to get back to yourself. So it's all about where you are now and going forward. So when I explain that, we won't be going into your past problems or issues. Were you skeptical, you know, and, and why were you skeptical? Because like I said, that, that's the impression I get that people have this impression of that's what therapy is and that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. Um, I don't think that was what I was skeptical of. <clears throat> that's what appealed to me specifically. Okay. I completely understand how um, other people might be skeptical of that. I think because it was, there was, there was probably some things going on that maybe, okay, I hadn't analyzed, but the bigger things, well, if I kind of knew what had been, difficult or maybe the bigger traumatic events um and i was quite happy to not to not discuss them um yeah because i'd relived them and already in my head sort of a million times and um, i tried um uh, another type of therapy where you maybe you sort of do discuss your problems um or you sort of passed a bit more which at the time had been okay um but i hadn't kind of continued with it i found the sessions quite difficult because you were having to talk about a lot of um you know quite difficult emotional mm. situations so i don't think that i didn't have a massive you know bit of skepticism about that part of it and mm -hmm. um, i think maybe my skepticism was we'd gone through like a list at the start of all the things i hoped to achieve that you'd picked up from our initial call and it was quite a long list yeah. of um, being more engaged with your family enjoying time with your friends more and all these things and um, that's why i was skeptical of i thought you know, well, we might, I was like, I'm sure we might get one of these. We're never getting <laughs> completely. It's nice of Jim to list all these things that might be good. But if I can, you know, be more present with my son, I would take that as a win and I'm, we probably won't get the rest. That would be where my skepticism. Really? I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. And so how did you feel at the end when we literally ticked everything off that list? I think it was probably about the eight session or something that was pretty close if not I'd kind of achieved all of that stuff yeah. and it was well, that was a kind of quite a sort of wow moment I think yeah oh I'm really pleased I'm really pleased as well um so what was it did you have I guess that was coming to my next question what surprised you about our sessions I suppose the way we ticked everything off uh as well you sort of answered that question really um I think that yeah um and didn't really know what was going into, you know, how they, how they would run um, or maybe I, how the sort of sessions would form out. And obviously within a few weeks, you kind of realise and we discuss this as a kind of a bit of a formula to the approach for them and, and how we sort of run through them. So I think I maybe wasn't expecting that as much when we, we did it. Um, yeah. So then, but then you, yeah, sort of adjusted to that and then kind of I began to quite look forward to them because then you knew what you were, you know, was going to be coming and then once you'd had one or two that felt had gone well and had left feeling quite positive for them that was kind of like oh she's thursday next week that's when session is the gym yeah. I know what's coming with that i know what we'll do i know how to prepare for that yeah. um, and then hopefully we'll leave that you know feeling 
more positive about things. So, um, you know, you kind of begin to look forward to that um, that format. Good, good. Yeah, it, it, I like that familiarity if you're familiar with it. And also it helps you trust the process as well. Yeah. Um, and a lot of your recovery is is based on that, that if you can trust the process of what I'm doing, you're more likely to get better. So, yeah, we, we have got a formula. We have got a pattern um, of the way that we do things uh, as well. You really enjoyed the sort of relaxation parts as well. So at the end, sort of lying down on your sofa. Uh, and I need to say as well, although you're in Edinburgh and I'm in Edinburgh, we did this. I only work online. So we worked purely online. So were you pleased with the result of online? Because I even still to this day get people ask me, oh, will you do face to face? Jen? I really want face to face. And I, I, for personal reasons, I, I prefer to stay online, even if you are in Edinburgh uh, as well. Were you pleased with the fact that the way you could fit it into your day as well? Yeah, I think, again, at the start, maybe was tiny bit of skepticism about the fact it was online um, and sort of wondering how that would kind of kind of work out. And then the first time, I didn't even know that was coming out in the first session. Um, and it was something like, oh, could you lie down and look yeah. at the end of the camera? And, uh, what's going on here but then once you know that's coming week to week and you're I mean I I think the first week I did it in a different room but then I found <clears throat> excuse me kind of found this one spot that worked quite well for me where I could get comfortable on things and um, it's probably yeah it would be better I would think it'd be preferable to do it here in my own hmm. space because it's somewhere I'm comfortable and I can then actually relax and then when we finish I just shut the laptop and then generally i did them on days you know in a lunch break when i was working at home or something so you know finish it and then i'm in an empty or a kind of quiet house and you know can then yep. sort of my own time yeah get myself together or you know sort of process that or or, or do what i need to do without maybe having to walk back out and to get on a bus or yeah something that i might have done if we'd met face to face so yeah. no it worked, worked well for me yeah, I like it. And the way, especially the way you work, you know, working a little bit from home, a little bit from the office, you can fit it into your day. You know, it's just it's another meeting in your diary. So in that lunch hour, just that one hour and you're not drained afterwards, you can go straight back to work afterwards. And I think it was one or two times you said, oh, I have got a meeting, Jen, at, uh, you know, one o'clock. So I do need to finish bag on. So, you know, that and that again, that's the beauty of solution focus work. You feel better at the end you're not feeling drained or you need to process things, you can get straight back on it or go and have your lunch or do whatever you want to do. Yeah. I mean, I think on the two points we just discussed from the type of therapy I did a bit of before, um, one was I would really kind of not look forward to some of them because I'd be like, oh, what am I going to go off to? I have to lead the sessions as well. So I'd be like, oh, God, mm. um, and you know, that would almost kind of put me <laughs> It felt like quite a lot of effort and then you're not necessarily looking forward to my, what might come up and then if you've got emotional or discussed quite a difficult topic you then leave feeling quite um you know emotionally drained and then i'm going to do that so yeah to kind of have that slotted into the working day the build-up and the aftermath doesn't yeah that would really be yeah. something that would work for yeah me. It doesn't fit. Well, it's good to hear that you looked forward to the sessions. I certainly did as well. So I always say to my client, I'm really looking forward to seeing you next week and hearing about all your good things. Yeah. You know, so because we start with that question, what's been good about your week? So we start straight away in a positive whatever week you've had uh, as well. 
Um, so what is the biggest learning you took away from our sessions? Is there something that you still do now? Um, you know, because it's been a little while since we, you know, we last spoke. Um, and I wanted to give you, you know, a few, definitely a few, at least a month off before we did the podcast recording, just to see that you can manage on your own, because that is my key, that uh, I'm really passionate about that, that I give you the tools that you can carry on on your own uh, as well. We get you to a certain point feeling better. Um, so what what have you taken away from our sessions? What have you learned? What are you still doing, if anything, that we, we did in our sessions? So still doing regularly writing down my good things. Great. Um, so yeah, I've got a real kind of, it's a real sort of habit that's formed now. If every night in bed, um, I write down two good things. Um, about that day, and I try and make them, um, one maybe about loosely about positive activity and one about a um, you know, some kind of like positive interaction, and um, just to kind of follow the three P's a little bit as well. But um, they don't have to have to specifically stick to that. But generally, try and think about something I've yeah, somebody I've spoken to done something with in an activity I've maybe done. Um, but it can be it can be kind of any anything really um so do that every night um in bed and it's been quite good because normally at some point in the week i'll like i do kind of like a couple of pages for a week and then on a monday i'll start like a new bit and at some point when it's filled up in the week my wife usually kind of looks over and kind of sees the pages sort of full and then like we talk through some of the stuff and um you know have a bit of a laugh about something so that's that's worked well and there's like been a nice habit that i think has helped me to continue to get most nights good sleep still um I'm part of that bedtime routine and um, good sleep obviously one of the biggest things I took away from it was the importance of sleep so yeah big focus on that um and just trying to yeah recognize when I'm tired maybe and just need to get a good night's sleep um, and the difference that can kind of make um and then the positive act 3p stuff I mean positive activity was not having a problem doing that anyway um it's just the only bit I have to maybe nudge myself to is a positive interaction sometimes. Um, and just, I mean, I have lots of nice people in my life that I do interact with positively, but, you know, sometimes, depending on what meetings you have on with work or what's going on, I have to seek them out a little bit more. Um, because that was a big thing for me was not thinking that kind of thing was that important to me. But actually, when I started trying to find a positive interaction in the day with a Sunday in the office or making sure I had a phone call with a friend and not spoken to in a while, the difference that that made to my mood and things was quite significant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just have, yeah, there's been a few days and I'm like, I actually not had a really nice friendly chat with somebody and maybe then have to kind of go and push myself to make that happen. Uh, that reminds me, but do you remember once when I was asking you what's been good about your week, you were saying that, oh, I had a really good chat with um, the person in Tesco's and I chatted with someone at the gym and you went, it, it, you said it seemed like everyone was positive today. And you said, oh, hang on a minute, Jin, I think it was me. Yeah. Do you remember that? Can you just, can you explain yeah, what happened in your words? I thought I was in like the Truman Show, I think, for like an hour one morning. It might have been the week I talked about earlier where it had been the gig and things. It was round about sort of time. But yeah, I remember it was well, it was a Friday morning. It was a nice sunny day. Dropped my son off at nursery. Chose to kind of drive, drive and then that had been like chatting to people there. I'd chosen to drive a different way back and I'd seen this shop where we talked about getting 
company sort of food from and I thought it was open. So I stopped and picked up some stuff from uh, me and my wife to have for lunch and then ended up the people in the shop were so friendly. And then I went to pick up a click and collect shop thing from a Tesco and the guy was like chatting away to me. We were having a great conversation and I got in the car and I was like, everyone's in a very good mood. This must be the weather something. Usually, you know, usually people are just sort of, you know, head down, don't get much interaction. And then the penny kind of dropped that, oh, maybe I've actually <laughs> gone in to these places, you know, seeming like quite an open, happy person and have led those interactions. Um, so, yeah, that was quite eye-opening how much probably just my body language and things being in a positive place yep. attracted um, positive interactions from people. Yeah. Um, that was great. You know, I, I've used that example anonymously, of course, with some of my other clients where I said, well, you said that, oh, yeah, oh, actually, I think it was me. You yeah. know, it was like the penny literally dropped in the session. Like I could see your face. But it is that, isn't it? And that if we go out with a positive attitude, we'll see more positive. But if we go out with a negative attitude, we'll see all the negatives. Mm-hmm. And we'll feel that, yeah, life is hard. It's It's not easy to do. I'm not saying we should go out there and this isn't toxic positivity. You know, if you're having a hard time, I don't expect you to go out there and pretend that you're having a good time. But it's about having acceptance and realization and self-awareness that what am I doing to to put myself out there to try and change my world? Because that, that was your world that morning, you know, all those jobs you had to do, that was the extent of your world. So you're not expecting the whole world to be happy, but you know, having a chat with people behind a counter where you're buying some nice sandwiches or whatever, you know, it can make all the difference. But yeah, I, re- I remember that one and the way the penny dropped for you. So yeah, we've, we've got to try and be proactive to be positive, not always easy um, as well, but that's where we need an empty stress bucket. Yeah, I think that's that's the kind of area I have to occasionally nudge myself, um, you know, to to kind of put in a bit more effort around that sometimes, but then the reward back is you know usually always a good one um, and yeah. so it kind of reinforces it and makes it yeah so, yeah. <coughs> so what's the impact now on your family and friends and and where are you now after emptying your stress bucket what what's going on with, with life with you now what's the difference um i'm just enjoying it a lot more than i was uh, back in you know certainly the first half of the year and um, before i came to see you where just wasn't really, yeah, kind of enjoying the, the sort of the moment. I think an example I gave you towards the end of the session was we booked a big holiday for the end of the year. We booked that before I came to see you. And um, we're going away for quite a while, taking a while off work. And I very much booked that at the time. No, me and my wife booked and we were both excited. But in my head, it was like, I need this escape. This is, oh, I was just, I just wanted time to fly by and, you know, get to this holiday as quickly as so I could. So you could run away. Run away from my life, basically. Yeah, yeah. And my, yeah, view of that is completely flipped. as a sort of maybe like a good understanding of my perspective and now really looking forward to holiday and still cannot wait. And it's getting close now, um, you know, but we're enjoying the planning of it and the build-up to it is is an enjoyable, nice thing. And the whole, it's become much more about what it's supposed to be, which is our family time and this big trip away you know, that we'll hopefully love and enjoy, um, but, you know, enjoying the process of getting towards it and things a lot more than, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, seeing it as this thing that needs to happen now because I need to yeah. escape. Um, yeah. the day-to-day. So that's that's kind of maybe an example of 
where I'm at with things. But um, yeah, day to day, just enjoying, enjoying maybe mundane stuff a lot more. You know, like just playing with my son in the evening before he goes to bed is a lot more enjoyable um, than I was making it before. Um, probably putting a bit more effort into you know, family days out or things we're doing together. Um, and just having a bit more perspective on things when I do get frustrated and not just not letting them kind of overwhelm me as much or being able to kind of, it's not actually that important just now to park that and deal with it later and focus on this other thing. Um, so yeah, most work, um, social life and everything, getting a lot more out of it than otherwise. Fantastic. Good stuff. And uh, would you mind talking about um, your back? And how you were doing stretches and things before, uh, as well. What what tell? I, I just remembered now uh, as you were talking that um, tell us a little bit about that. What was going on with your back? Yeah, I've had a um, I got my bad back for for a year, for five oh, five six years now, maybe sort of on and off, um, kind of sort of classic office worker, upper back, neck, shoulder tension things been through a million different seats, work seats, desk setups, um, all that sort of thing. Um, stretches, you know, trying to kind of manage that physio um, and just kind of trying to track down the root of the problem. Now, there's, there's been a few different things related to it, but I was kind of in the back of my mind often thinking, I wonder if there's bits of this are kind of stress related. Um, and pretty much from like week two or three with you, the whole thing, I had no back issues. Yeah. Um, like completely, pretty much completely gone a lot of the time. Or, or if there was kind of any tension or anything, I, I could, I could stretch it out, which was a kind of huge learning and how much, yes, I was holding that stress in my sort of body and my shoulders, um, and then yeah, maybe bad posture at desk and things were kind of then feeding into that. But the starting point of it seems to have been stress, and I think a lot of probably not getting as good sleep, um probably holding a lot of tension in my sleep as well. Um, whereas I think the recording really helped me to properly relax before I went to sleep. Um, I wasn't waking up as stiff and sore. Um, so yeah, that was a huge, a huge thing um, to kind of feel like I was more on top of it. Yeah, we hold a lot of tension in our back. It's quite emotional as well. And yeah, we, we do all those things, you know, see a chiropractor, have some physio, it takes some ibuprofen or whatever, but you know, like you said, there's something at your back of your mind. Intuitively, you had a hunch this might be stress related as well. We do hold a lot of tension there. So it was good to see you feeling physically a lot better uh, as well. And you can use that as a signal going forward. If you feel, you know, your back starts to feel a little bit tense again, you know, that's a signal. Maybe my stress bucket's filling up a little bit, which, you know, life happens. It can. And it's just about getting back on it and, and getting back into good routines again. Um, so all good. So um, what would you say to anyone thinking about solution focused work or getting therapy? So someone in your position, Stuart, you know, uh, I know you didn't have any hesitation, but again, you know, you'd seen my talk, you knew me. What would you say to someone who doesn't know much about me at all, say, or much about solution focused work? I think if you're looking at it, I would you just encourage somebody just to give it a try. I think if you're, you know, if you're considering it, it's presumably because you're not feeling great or you're feeling maybe out of control or unhappy about something. 
um, from my experience of solution focused, you, you know, it's about positivity. So it's about, you know, creating the opposite of those, those feelings. So there's nothing to kind of really be nervous about. Um, I've talked through the, you know, the, the being quite a, um, a fixed process each session and things. So you quite quickly get into the, the habit and understanding of how it works um, and you kind of, you know, learn sort of trust it and run with it from there. So, um, you know, if you're looking, if you're looking to kind of change the way you're, you're, you're feeling or um, get back a sense of sort of control and things, then I would definitely suggest giving it a try. Great. Thank you. Well, thank you for your time in sharing your experience of solution focused work and everything you went through as well. Keep that stress bucket empty now as well. You know how to do it. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for your time to share your story on this podcast, Stuart. Cheers. Oh, I hope you enjoyed that interview with Stuart there. I certainly did. I just listened back to it myself and it's just fantastic. Um, I loved what Stuart there said about the timing, the timing of, you know, he saw my talk and at that time, great, very interesting, but he didn't need me then. He'd had a, other therapy then as you know, further along the line and that was okay at that time. And then it got to the point where I was like, no, I need something else now. So it's just, you know, it's all about timing. So if you're someone listening to this thinking you're not quite ready, that's absolutely fine. Or there's nothing going on or you just want tools. Just it's something to keep in mind. Any kind of therapy you have, there's a time, there's a place. You've got to be ready for it. And I'd rather you waited. I think I've mentioned before, I've seen clients for an in initial chat, someone's sort of inquiring a little bit about what I do. They're not quite ready. And six months later, they get in touch. And that's absolutely fine because that's more, it's more likely to work. I love what Stuart said about, you know, not being skeptical about my process because he'd really understood that. He understood I was solution focused and he was really happy not to discuss the past and the problems. But he was skeptical about the, the list of things. Let me explain that, what he meant by that. So when I first have a chat with you, you kind of you, you do have to tell me, you know, where are you now? What's going on? What's your problems? Um, but what I do is if you decide to come on board with me, I then start writing out a plan for you and a, and a schedule. I, I start planning um, some of our sessions. It's always open to being, you know, to divert. I'm going to see how we go. But the start of this plan is I write down your goals. I get very solution focused straight away. So the problems that you said to me at the beginning, I don't just repeat those back to you. I turn that around and say, well, what is it that you want? What, you know, so if someone had said to me, you know, so I'm really I'm struggling with stress at work and I just can't concentrate and I can't focus and I'm really unhappy at work, I would turn that around and I would say, right, so one of the goals we're going to be looking for, uh, going for and aiming towards is being happier at work, being more focused, more in control and concentrating more, being more motivated. And so that's what I, I do with all my clients. So that's what Stuart meant, that I had a list of things. I turned around our whole initial conversation where he was telling me everything that was wrong uh, and what the problems were. So I knew what I had to deal with. So that's the bit we do discuss. We discuss that. But I turned that around in that first session and I say, right, this is what we're aiming towards. This, this, this and this. And like he said, I, I did list them all because there were you know, lots of different things he wanted to deal with. And he said he would have been quite happy with one, maybe two off that list, but we actually ticked them all off. And we take them all off because it's all the primitive brain. 
it, it, we don't deal with individual characteristics of the primitive brain. They're just the whole primitive brain. Calm that primitive brain down, empty that stress bucket, and you are back in your intelligent brain and you will be surprised at the knock-on effects that that occurs. So I was really pleased to hear that from Stuart, that he was just so surprised that we just absolutely ticked everything off his list. And he just thought, well, if I can just do one thing, if I could just be more present with my son, that would be huge. And that would have been huge. Of course it would have. But I know in solution focus work, we can do so much more than that. And I'm proud when I do so much more than that and show you the whole range of things that we can deal with in in solution focused work and how your life can literally change. What a perfect example, as the, you know, that example there that Stuart said, you, you can, you know, he was changing the world around him as he was changing by being more positive. He was thinking, oh, everyone's positive today. Everyone's in a good mood today. Is it the weather? But no, it's, he's leading the interactions. If you want to lead interactions in your life, if you want to lead in lots of other ways and direct your life, you can do that from the intelligent brain. Do not let a full stress bucket hold you back. And it can even, it can even help with physical pain. You know, wasn't that fascinating what he was saying about his back as well? You know, and I get a lot of clients with that. So we hold a lot of tension in our back anyway. You know, one of the worst places to hold uh, tension. So I've often had referrals from um, chiropractors and physios saying, oh, you know, this is this is tension now. So everything else is fine. We're doing everything we can here, but this is now psychological that needs dealing with as well. The mind and body are connected. Don't forget that. So, Stuart, if you've listened back to this, I know you were saying you weren't too sure if you're going to listen back or not. It's a great interview, I think. Uh, and I hope your family maybe might listen back to it as well. I hope you're really proud of yourself because you just rattled through my 10 week program like, like anything. It was just amazing to see you week on week on week getting better and better and better. And you might have felt that, you know, the changes were slow or steady or, or fast or, you know, all of a sudden, but I could see the changes happening week on week. And certainly by the end, really felt like that was the real you. That was your personality coming out uh, at the end. And that's brilliant. So uh, I wish you all the best for the future. I know you've got a very exciting future uh, coming up ahead as well. So I'm very excited for you about that. Um, but keep in touch. I love keeping in touch with all my clients. They often send me just updates uh, of what's going on in their lives. That's always good. Always good to hear people just getting on with life, enjoying life. That, that's that's what it's about. But essentially, I also want my clients to forget they ever had to come and see me as well because that problem they had is not a problem anymore. Uh, and I just want you to go and live your life as well. I hope that this episode has given you another perspective from another client of mine about mental health, in particular in men, but also in just, just general life, how life can build up for us. But we don't have to talk about the problems. If you want to feel better, we can. You can feel better. And then once you feel better, yes, then you could maybe look more objectively about what's going on in your life. But it must get to a time where you're just absolutely fed up of feeling that way and you want to feel better. All therapists are here to help. I just know the solution-focused way, obviously, and that's why you're listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please feel free to rate and review so more people can see it. That's all. So if the minimum you can do is rate it and give it five stars, I'd love a five-star review. That'd be great. All you have to do is click on five stars. Um, but any other ways that you could review me, please don't forget. That's all. It just helps other people find me. It, you the more people 
that search and rate my podcast the more people find it it'll start coming up in their feeds when they start searching for the word stress or anxiety it'll start coming up a little bit more in that um but otherwise i hope you like i said i hope you enjoyed that episode i certainly enjoyed chatting with Stuart again uh and uh, if you've been a, a client of mine please get in touch and let me know if you'd like to do a, a catch-up interview uh, I can change your name. Anyway, more Stress Bucket Solutions next time, more uh, client interviews next time. Uh, please go back and listen to anything else. That first season has got all the bulk of my work uh, there as well. So go back and listen to that as well. Until next time, take care. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.